0: Hey Andy, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm very good right now.
0: Good, perfect. We are waiting for Murray.
2: Hey Cameron.
3: Hello, everyone. Hey
2: Alex, good to see you. Hi Murray. Thanks so much. Hi Marie.
3: Hello. Nice to meet you guys. So welcome everyone and to our great panelists for today, Andy Leon the book author of NFT From Zero to Hero, uh, Cameron Bale, the co-founder of NFT NYC, and Alex Atashkar, the co-founder of That Photo. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests and fellow enthusiasts, good afternoon. I am honored to welcome you to this captivating discussion panel centered around the compelling topic of the effective future of non-fungible tokens or NFTs. Today we gather Here is a diverse community of individuals united by our shared fascination with the potential and impact of NFTs in shaping the digital landscape. So in recent years, NFTs have emerged as a revolutionary force within the realms of art, entertainment, digital ownership, and these unique digital assets have captured the attention of the world transforming the way we perceive value and exchange art, music, and virtual estate, real estate. So they have opened new avenues for creators to monetize their work, granting opportunities for artists to directly connect with their audiences while eliminating the need for intermediaries. So today we have the privilege of gathering Uh, some of the brightest minds in the NFT space to explore the effective future of this phenomenon. So our esteemed panelists bring wealth of knowledge, uh, expertise, and experiences that will enrich our understanding of NFTs, their implications, and their potential for long-lasting impacts. So throughout this discussion, we shall explore uh, the artistic significance of NFTs, their role in uh, revolutionizing like ownership rights, the challenges and the opportunities they present for creator and collectors alike, and the overall societal and economical impact they may have in the years to come. I extend my sincerest gratitude to our plan- uh, panelists for their willingness to contribute their insights, and all of you for raising us with your presence today. So I hope this uh, discussion will inspire you, challenge your assumption and spark new ideas as we collectively navigate the uncharted waters of the NFT revolution. So uh, without further ado, let us embark on this extraordinary journey of exploration and discovery as we uncover the many facets of the effective future of non-fungible tokens. So right now, our first question, I will start with Mr. or I mean with Andy. Uh, how do you envision NFT's impact in the future and why?
1: Thanks for the nice introduction. Um, I, think, I think the impact in the in the future is uh pretty obvious, you know. Right right now, you know, if you look at the industry, most of us are just looking at PFP from a very superficial standpoint, you know. Most of us look at it as, a, as, a, as an aid, you know, or maybe as a, you know, as a profile picture right now at this current moment. You know, I think in the future, um, I think a few trends are actually fa- fairly obvious. So number one is that, uh, you know, NFTs are actually a very good tool, you know, for people to look at digital IDs. That's number one. Uh, secondly, you know, um, based on my background, I, I talk a lot with the different government, they they are looking at also building uh, NFT uh, uh, powered, you know, platform to look at uh, real estate title deeds, you know, so I think I think in terms of the future, I think it is extremely bright, you know, extremely nice, as as you can see the how the whole industry progresses. You know, to this current state, you know, it has gone through a long way. You know, all the way from crypto kitties, you know, all the way right now to very big brands, you know, such as uh, Red Bull, Gucci, you know, Starbucks, you know, w- whatever big brands that you can think of, you know, they, they are embarking into the NFT journey. They are trying their very best to use the Web three technology as one of the key driving force, you know, for them to engage with their fans, engage with their customer. You know, in fact, one 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 very big brand, you know, that I know is going to have a chief uh web three officer, you know. So it's a CWO, you know. So so I, I think such a such a combination, you know, um and, and such a title, you know, gives a lot of a uh, good punch and a lot of uh, good assurance that NFT future is here to stay, you know. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much, Andy. So how about you, Cameron? What do you think?
2: Um, Thank you again also for the great introduction. I think just to quickly follow on from something Andy just said about some brands now introducing their chief Web3 officers. Um, Our sort of background in this space is that um, we we actually, we have a platform, which is why we got into the NFT space and then ended up starting NFT NYC and our platform was all about creating white label social experiences for brands. And Jody, who's the co founder of NFT NYC and the CEO of our, our company, um, he always tells this story about 2008 being the guy that looked like a fool walking down Madison Avenue telling brands they needed social media teams. And they would all laugh at him and say, We don't need a social media team. This is a fad. It's going away. And now you, you can't find a company. That doesn't have a social media team it doesn't have a social media manager. And I think just like Andy said, you know, what we're seeing now is that some brands are starting to embrace this and it will become the norm. Um, I think um, in terms of the future of NFTs, before NFT NYC, each year we have this sort of tradition where we have a small dinner. And at that dinner, the question is always the same, the question of the conversation, which is um, which industries do we think that NFTs will disrupt? In the next five years and my question uh my my response to that uh question has developed a little bit but it's been the same the last couple of years at least which is that i think that nfts will disrupt themselves i think that soon people won't be talking about nfts as a technology that's so you know as powerful as it is because they'll just be everywhere i think that um just like nfts sorry just like, uh, you know, a database, like a database system like MySQL, for example. At some stage, it was very novel and some people were probably very excited about it. And right now, it powers almost every single digital experience that you have. And most people don't know what it is. And I think NFTs will be that. Um, I think what, they'll, what we'll see, though, is that they will empower all of these experiences that are enriched by the sort of... Uh, special um, strengths of the technology, which I think are the things that we get excited about as technologists, like we look at it and think, oh, wow, this is like real proof of ownership or self sovereignty or um, royalties, or the different types of uh, token standards and what they enable. And I think those benefits will apply to different user experiences, but they'll be invisible to the, the end user. So I think to echo what Andy said, I don't think they're going away. I think that um, the sort of uh, way that they present themselves to people will go away. Um, I think the image of this first sort of um, wave of adoption hopefully will go away. I hope that people stop thinking about NFTs as a speculative vehicle to just, you know, invest money in and hope to make money off. And my wish is that, People will feel that they can uh, extract more value from this technology by holding on to things and engaging with them rather than just buying and selling them.
3: All right. Thank you so much, Cameron, for that uh, insightful answer of yours. And uh, la- uh, lastly, Alex, uh, what do you think for like, the NFTs impact in the future?
0: Um, I think the future is is completely clear uh, if if you just uh, go a bit deep through history, you can find out that all the battles ever happened in the history of mankind was the battle of the ownership. Everything was about ownership from the beginning, you know owning this land, owning this country, owning this city, owning these people, owning this right, owning that right. everything was about owning and now We are talking about a new era for the mankind that ownership gonna have a different meaning. So there is no way, no how any big companies, any industry, any government can run away from the fact that NFT already opened a completely new window for for, for people to understand the real meaning of ownership, and this time with 100% transparency. There is no gain here, there is no, uh, uh, you know, I can say, interruption of power in it, they cannot, because we are talking about blockchain. Uh, unfortunately, the, the whole fever related to blockchain started with cryptocurrency. And people went too far that they don't understand now the blockchain is not about cryptocurrency that the whole idea of blockchain was about transparency. Why? Why transparency was so important? Because if we just go to the first white paper of of Satoshi Nakamoto, he was shouting that we are suffering because we don't have transparency. NFT is the only way of the ownership in future. Any new technology which is getting added to this new era, like let's say metaverse or or, or others, they are completely meaningless without NFT because it's it's all about assets, it's all about ownership, and NFT has the new meaning for that.
3: Right. So, like, finally, we have uh, a chance to have this ownership and the transparency in the nft world so let's go back uh to andy in your opinion what are the benefits of nfts in the metaverse
1: i, I think nft b- brings in more more creativity you know within the the metaverse so if if you look at some of these uh famous uh, fashion brand for example you know they they are creative, you know, because they are selling the dish, their are, their are, their are clothing, as a form of a digital asset within the metaverse, you know. So mm-hmm. if you are, uh, maybe a Gucci fan, you know, you want to wear something more fancy, you could do that in metaverse. So, so I I think that the potential there is 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 going to be is going to be huge, you know. Between my friends, you know, we always talk about, you know, one thing, you know, how to be sustainable, within the metaverse you know sustainable not in terms of you know uh, climate change and things like that it's, the, it's, it's more like how you can build a life around uh, the, the metaverse you know and 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 to be real honest because if you are in the real world you know it's so different you know from what you are trying to live in the metaverse right so so nft exists in the in a form of uh, is in the form of fun and creativity to be honest you know you can be talking about you know hanging your 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 cryptopunk on the on, on your gallery inside your room right you can have a very special set of table or furniture that's just unique to you you know in, in in the metaverse and you can shift them around anytime whenever you want you know so i think nft plays a very important role you know to tell people how how, how the whole ecosystem is going to be like, you know, in, a, in the metaverse. Right, Sim- similarly, when we talk about games and so forth, you know, I I, I also talk with uh, some of the biggest um, uh, gaming studio and uh, some of these gaming uh, venture companies, you know, they want to buy all these gaming assets and so forth. They are also looking at, you know, uh, what kind of a new digital asset, you know, the the, the the game provider can create within the gaming arena. Or, or within that, that that metaverse, gaming metaverse, you know, because they see that the NFT itself are actually another form of revenue for them, right? So we talk about creativity, we talk about extra re- uh, revenue, and then again, you know, to the technologies, you know, they see NFT as a form of a driving force, you know, for them to be more, more daring, you know, to, 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 to put things in the metaverse, you know, to, to talk about, you know, new ideas, you know, I, I just felt the NFT is the, is a catalyst of, of, of what we are trying to do here, you know, in the, in the whole web three crypto
2: space. Yeah.
3: Thank you so much, Andy. Uh, let's go to Cameron.
2: Um, I, I, firstly, I think, um, like I think Andy, you first mentioned when we were talking about NFTs at the start, you said something about, you know, the the origins and you mentioned the CryptoKitties. And I think the current sort of vision of what the metaverse is, is still at the CryptoKitties stage. Um, I think, you know, when I think about the metaverse, the image, or if I Google what a metaverse is, I'll get all these pictures that look like a, like the Sims or Second Life or something like that. And I think um, when I think about the idea of metaverse, I think it's really just like a more interactive lens of the internet. It's like really just a, another sort of, um, what's the word? Another sort of access or another sort of like way of perceiving like an online experience. Um, and I think that um, Andy also mentioned gaming and gaming is it's a 200 or $300 billion per, per annum industry. And, um, when, when we first started talking about NFTs and we had to sort of try to educate people on what they were, there was a really strong example in gaming and in gaming, you could talk about why, um, why NFTs mattered for in-game items and why they mattered was because, um, you know, for years, people that have played games, particularly video games have invested time and they've invested money and, uh, quite often at the end of their their gaming career when they go on and they stop playing video games maybe they grow up and have kids or whatever it is that changes in their life and they stop playing all that time is is gone and may feel like it's been wasted but what nfts have sort of enabled um web 3 games to do is allow those players to seek a return in their investment so when they're when they're spending time and they're spending money and they're earning these artifacts by playing a game they're left with a collection of things that they now have the power to trade. so I could sell my whole account like my wallet with with all these you know swords and upgrades and things in it or I could sell those things individually or maybe I could even lease them and so I think that that sort of analogy applies to the metaverse too so imagine that same, experience but with all of our online experiences where we have these different types of artifacts and so um yeah i think um andy's point too about sustainability i think uh for people to understand the um that that our actions online i think people you know more recently have an understanding that our actions online have a sort of permanence like if i say something online it's going to live forever whether i like it or not or if i post a photo people will be able to find it 10 years from now. And so I'm very careful about those things. And I think your your comment about sustainability in the metaverse, Andy, is sort of like that. It's like, if this is just an extension of our online experience, how do we treat it as if this is our, my persona in the metaverse is an extension of myself? And how do I sort of act thoughtfully and have thoughtful experiences um, within the metaverse? But I think the, you know, to summarize the question, Murray, um, it was about the importance of NFTs in the metaverse. I think back to the the analogy with gaming, I think what it really does is empower people to have a, a digital identity that reflects who they really are, whether it's with a Gucci handbag or whether it's with the sword or the skin that represents who I, I want to be or who I am. Um, I think it allows people to have that digital identity, but also to... Um, to sort of have full control of those assets. And that's sort of more to Alex's point about ownership, owning who you are, owning the clothes that you wear, um, owning the, you know, even the tattoos on your metaverse arms.
3: And if really goes back to the word ownership. So how about you, Alex?
0: Um, uh, In regards to the metaverse, uh, the only thing I can add to the points uh, already mentioned is that I believe that one of the biggest potential that uh, I can see on the metaverse is that that's going to be the touch point of NFT with gaming industry, which is going to be very huge because we know that gaming industry by itself, we are talking about only in 2023, we are talking about almost $560 billion uh, worth of gaming industry. But many people are telling me, oh, $560 billion? That's not a big number because the cryptocurrency um, total market cap is $1 trillion. But they don't understand one point. Gaming industry is one of the only industry in the world that half of the value of the industry is the revenue. It means that if the total gaming industry is 560 billion, the revenue of the gaming companies is minimum 230 billion. But you don't have that in cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is something else. You cannot compare the market cap to the industry, the gaming industry value. That's why the potential of gaming industry, if you ask me, is minimum 10 times of the whole cryptocurrency. And when it gets uh, on the touch point with blockchain, there is no runaway from NFT because that's that's the main role of how they move the assets through different gaming. That's why I believe that Metaverse, apart from the future, that all of us uh, believe that that's going to be the future which is coming. We don't know how. We are in a very, very, very early stage of it. But on the, the touch point of NFT and gaming together, that's going to be super huge.
3: Thank you so much, Alex. And finally, the question everyone needs an answer for is, how can we as individuals make money from NFT market? Let's go back to Andy.
1: How can we make money from NFT? <laughs>
2: that's big a question.
1: Very, that's a very big question, you know. Um, to be very honest you know um, let me let, let me share my, my point of view you know on, on this I, I don't think that uh, NFT is the ultimate way to make money you know if if you use um, uh, brands for example you know um, maybe Red Bull um, Starbucks Porsche, and so forth you know the, the the main aim of them launching the NFT is not to make money you know it is to have a chance to interact with their users, their client, and also try to get hold of new clients. You know, from there, you can create a certain level of stickiness and then they can make money from maybe their stock, right? Or maybe they make money from some other merchandise that they are trying to sell, right? So I think the same kind of and methods should also be reflected on on crypto native, you know, we are not here to sell some PFP photos of a cartoon and then say that, Hey, if you buy it, he buy it, you know, and then, you know, the price can go up and you can earn a lot of money. You know, it, it doesn't make sense because if, if I, if, if I'm the collector, you know, he bought it, he bought it, he bought it and the price goes up. I would love to keep the membership, you know, if you see it as a membership. So so I think that the money can come in way after, you know, for NFT. That's the way to earn money, right? Of course, if, if you are a, uh, you know, uh, maybe photographer, for example, right? You take good photographs, you know, instead of selling it on some of these uh, stock images platform, you can do it on a, on a Web3 environment, right? And with that Web3 environment, you know, you could talk about secondary sales, you can talk about, building yourself a brand you are selling them right this is this is I think one, one, one good way or, or maybe you can be a generative artist you know you use codings to do nice um, nice artwork for example you know there were people like Jack Butcher for example I met him in uh, New York um, and and then you know those kind of artists for example you know they could use the NFT to sell because it's a piece of art but as a, as a project owner, you know, for example, you know, I don't think they should just use this as a as as a club, you know, to 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 sell the NFTs for money, you know, and then to, to gather all the communities together to, to 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 just sell them PFP, you know, unless they have a very good business model, you know. For example, maybe Azuki trying to do a, a anime video, you know, using the funds, you know, if if they have a proper roadmap. For example, I, th- I think that that would be a nice sustainable way to earn some good money from NFT, you know, but it's just another small NFT project, you know, trying to make some quick bucks, then I think that that should not be the way. So my final words is use your own skill skills to, to, to earn some good money, you know, not to scam, but use your own skills like artistic skills, your, your photography skills, your design skills to earn some money. I think that's cool, you know, for short, short term. But at the longer term, you know, you should see NFT as a way to supplement, you know, your your existing business to 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 make it bigger, you know, and look at the benefits down the road, you know, not so much of just quick bucks, man. Thanks.
3: Thank you so much for that uh, really insightful answer of yours, Andy. How about you, Cameron?
2: Um, I think sort of again piggybacking on Andy, um, I don't. Um, like through our platform, NFT Cred, when we talk to brands, our, we, we beg them. We beg them not to measure the success of their campaigns in dollars because you will always be disappointed. And I think that um, what we have the power to do with this technology is not to help people make money, but I think to help people deliver value. And value and money can be two very different things. Um, so value from a brand, for example, as Andy was saying, um, like Starbucks, for example, value comes in the form of coffee and value from a brand like Gucci comes in the form of clothing and value from a photographer comes in the form of art. And so I think like what that value is that you actually get from, from the NFTs, um, no matter where they sort of stand in that, in that product or within that product experience um, I think the value is always different. Um, I think that um, brands can create value through different types of loyalty programs or delivery of discounts or benefits. And to that point that I made before about like people extracting more value by holding on to these things than by letting them go or trying to flip them and make money, um, I think there's a, a fairly easy comparison to like memberships or like having you know an American Express Black Card. Like by holding onto this thing, I can get benefits that if I didn't hold it, I wouldn't get. And I think that if we can um, encourage people um, or continue to encourage people and brands to think about this technology in a way of engaging their audience rather than a way of selling them something and the the, the digital asset being the thing that they're selling them, um, I think we'll see a lot more interesting use cases. Um, but in some cases, the, the NFT is really what they're selling. Like if you're an artist, the NFT, what it really represents is a license to your artwork. And and in that case, like it makes a lot of sense that you're selling the NFT, but that's a fairly exclusive um, or, or fairly like limited use case compared to the sort of world of ways that people are using this technology. Um, so I think um, in terms of how to make money off NFTs, uh, have a business model behind it like Andy said I think like if if you can deliver more value because you're using NFTs then I think that's a path to success I think if you are relying on the hype of a new technology to drive revenue I I think you're in the wrong business and um, uh, the exception of if you are a creative person that is selling artwork or some sort of media that could not otherwise be delivered and have ownership proven without using that tech.
3: All right. Thank you so much, Cameron. And lastly, uh, Alex.
0: Um, actually, I have a bit of different point of view on this one, because I believe that um, there, is, there is a chance over there, uh, especially when we are talking about dynamic NFTs, there is a chance definitely to make money. Or if you don't make money, at least you increase the value of your asset. What I mean by that is that today, especially again in the, in, in the metaverse industry, when you are buying, let's say, a land, and then if you have enough tools and enough skills to build whatever on it, a business, a, I don't know, an apartment, a villa or whatever, whatever it is, if, if you are building something on it, when you are selling this NFT to someone else, you are selling this with the whole package that you already built on, not only the NFT. It, this is a complete meaning of dynamic NFT because I can buy something just as a piece of land in the, in the virtual space and then I start to implement my skills on it. And then when I'm selling it, I'm selling something completely different, but it's still the same NFT. So, the dynamic NFT, there is a big chance of uh, increasing your asset value, let's say. This is one side of it. Going back to the classic NFT, we are talking about art. I'm sure everyone agree with me that if today a very famous singer come out with one track of music and you know means that as nft and says okay whoever want to listen to this track it's one nft belong to mari so what should all platforms do even spotify has to come and pay you some money to to do the streaming of that music right so the in the in the in the classic way of nfts i believe the only way you can make money is to buy real art if you are buying a real music from a high profile artist if you are buying uh, a, a movie uh, with a very, uh, from a very profile director. If you are buying a photo from a very well-known international awarded photographer, of course there is a value on that because on NFT or without NFT there is a value on art. And now with NFT you have the hundred percent ownership right of the, of that. So then it's gonna give you more value, but. Again, going to the fever of the market. of course, that is, you will not make any money. If you are keep buying those, uh, I, I don't know, I don't want to mention, but you guys know which type of animal I'm talking about. If, if you are buying that photos of that specific animals here and there, and you believe that you're going to make money, no, that's too late. The fever is gone and people already manipulated the market enough with that one. And after that one with the potato, and after that one with the stone, they already did that. So that's over. Today, if you want to make money out of NFT, either buy a real art or go to dynamic NFT or be a part of a successful community, then you have access to the huge use case of that. Here, I have to add one more point that, uh, because I, 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 want, I want you to, to, to pass this message to, to your audience here. We have to expect a very huge profit on NFT overall. Why is that? Because if, if today you just check the numbers, just check the numbers, because I believe numbers are the only thing that they don't lie. Just check the numbers. The amount of people who are holding cryptocurrency on Germany as number one country, crypto holders in the world, is 30% of the population. But how many of them, they are holding NFT? Six percent. Then go to, you, uh, go to United States. United States, based on the numbers, more than 21% of the population, they know about crypto or they have. We don't know exactly, but at least we are sure they know about crypto. But how many of them know about NFT? Four percent? Oh. It's a very huge difference when you are talking about cryptocurrency and NFT, which is completely showing that this new technology is very fresh. It's very new. You cannot expect people in the crypto market even to understand NFT. You cannot, because it's it's, it's very fresh. It's very new and we have a long way to go. But end of the day, to finish uh, uh, my uh, thought on this, we have the signals the biggest signals are there when nike adidas Tiffany, gucci starbucks red bull all of them they already entered to the market what are you waiting for we have old signals from all the giants so it's showing that there is something happening very very soon thanks thank you
3: so much alex really nft is innovative so um before we wrap things up any final words Alex Andy Cameron I think uh yeah. that's it
0: that's uh, the only thing I, I I I really wanted to ask because you know uh both of the 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 panelists today that I, I had the honor to to be uh, next to them it's it I think it's, it's very important to know that uh they are a very heavy weighters on this industry. This is is what I have to say about them because uh, when when we talk about uh, NFT NYC, I believe that we are talking about the biggest community of NFT worldwide. If if, if Cameron can give us a a, a very brief on that, it's gonna be very important for people to understand the value of of, uh, NFT NYC At the same time, we go to Andy because the book that you wrote, Zero to Hero on NFT, is really a good one for for everybody. And I really advise everyone to take a copy of that. Cameron?
2: Um, Thanks, Alex. Um, Yeah, so that little story that I told you before about NFT NYC. So um, we we have a platform. We launched it in 2018, and it was a platform for brands to help them um, launch white label integrated NFT experiences and we went around and we were talking about it at crypto conferences and nobody cared. We realized at the time we were much too early for brands to really be showing interest in this space. Um, At the time, many people were making lots of money off ICOs and they would hear about something that was not fungible and think, why would I want that? (laughs) And so we decided that, um, you know, there were some artists, there were some gaming people, There were some sports people that were interested in nfts and we realized there was maybe an opportunity to bring that community together and so we um we jumped off the cliff and we hosted three uh small events with about 100 people each one in san francisco at twitter headquarters and then the next day in new york city and then the next day in london and we realized that new york was the right place if we wanted to to host an event specifically about nfts because New York is, uh, at least for North America, um, the home of the finance markets. It's the home of the art world. It's the home of brands. Um, All these things that NFTs are impacting converge in New York. Um, Plus, it has the added benefit of having this incredible art gallery with Times Square billboards. And so we decided that New York was the right place to host this event. Um, Thankfully, the .nyc top level domain had just launched and so we we could get nft.nyc um we got a few others at the same time like london which we did last year but um the first event we hosted in february 2019 and about 400 people came which we thought was a great success for the first year um and then you know people spoke that were from uh crypto punks and Devin and Alex from OpenSea spoke, and they were very proud about the revenue that OpenSea was earning that, at that time, which now, if you were to look back on it, um, I'm sure they were embarrassing numbers, <laughs> you know, compared to what has happened since. But I think it was just such a, um, it was such an early stage for people to start exploring the industries and the, the, the um, ways that impact that uh, NFCs would impact Um, people's interactions with different industries. And so um, we decided to do it again the following year in 2020, and we saw a tiny bit of growth. We went from, I think, 460 people to 500 people. And, you know, that we felt like, okay, maybe this is not really going anywhere. It's sort of the same people that are coming. And then the following year in 2021, of course, we had COVID at 2020, and then late 2021, we hosted the event as early as we could again. Um, but something, you know, very very special happened in 2021 when someone, um, Mr. Medicoven, spent 69 million dollars on on a Beeple artwork. And I think, you know, we talk about that as being the the cheapest global marketing campaign for a technology that anyone could have wished for because it woke the world up, and everyone now knew what an NFT was because of this you know, extraordinary sale. And so, 2021, we went from 560 attendees to six and a half thousand. 2022, that continued to go up. We went up to 17,000 in 2022. And then I think, you know, to, the, to many of the comments in this conversation about making money and really delivering true value and, you know, the era of speculation and animal photos being over, um, I think this year we've really seen a bit of a correction And, you know, I like to say we've shaken the tree and all the bad apples have fallen out. And I think the people that are still in this space, the people that are really committed to delivering value with the technology, um, I think that people are really, really honing in on use cases. And like you mentioned, Alex, um, some major brands are now in the space. Um, I know Ticketmaster, you know, the world's biggest ticketing company, people think that um, tickets are a great use case for NFTs and that the NFT like space will overthrow these big companies like Ticketmaster. Um, but I think the signal that we're seeing is that these types of companies are actually integrating this technology as well. And I think that that signal of adoption, like you mentioned, is showing that, you know, it's here to stay. And um, I think we're still, you know, very, very early days in terms of mass adoption.
1: That's that's nice. That's nice to hear the backstory. You know, I, I was... um. I was at NFT uh, this NFT NYC this year. The I think the crowd is uh, is great. You know, very good energy. You know, but but I I just want to add add in a little bit more on uh, on some some of my backstory as well. You know, I I wrote the book only last year. You know, and and last year was a really bad time for NFT. You know, honestly, nobody is really talking about it. You know, price have beginning to fall. I think the trend is uh, you know kept falling. Right. Um, I, I wrote this not because of money, you know. I, although you know, thankfully, I, I I I sold about more than ten thousand books, you know, so far. But but I wrote this not because of money, you know. It's because um, I I have friends um, who I mean, some of them are listed companies, big companies, you know, uh, in Hong Kong, in Singapore. They have always asked me about some tips on what they should do, you know, what they should do for their uh, their their franchise, what they need to do for their F and B or their pet food business and things like that. They are all you know uh, you know listed on main boards and so forth. But I don't have the time to deal with them. You know I'm I'm hardly in Singapore. You know I I hardly see them. So 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 after knowing their backstory, you know how they are being advised by consultancy company. You know paid this expert five hundred thousand a million dollars just to do some really silly uh, NFT adoption that, that got me really heated up. I, I was like telling them, you know, you guys are really not that smart, you know, but then instead of uh, blaming them, you know, I should also talk about all those scammers, you know, who scam them, you know, give them all sorts of, of, of crazy consulting ideas, you know, all of them doesn't, doesn't work at all, you know, honestly. So I wrote the book, you know, with the intention of telling them that, Hey, you know, there are many ways to look at NFTs, right. There are ways that you can use NFT in a very efficient manner. And to be very honest, it's somewhat free. You know, all you need to do is to read my book. If you're not going to read my book, you know, at least you know, go through the appendix at the back of my book. You know, look at some of these uh, links that I provided. It's so straightforward. You know, it doesn't take a rocket science, scientist to learn how to do, do NFTs or deal with NFTs, you know, and and why pay them such a high high dollar, you know? After all, it's all about marketing. You know, after all, it's all about branding. The technology part, well, you know, perhaps that few lines can can cost them $500,000. $500, I'm not sure. But, you know, I, I just hope to empower people with the right kind of knowledge. I, I shared the same story. You know, when I, uh, right now, I'm in uh, Istanbul. I was actually being invited by the uh, Ministry of Industry and Trade to be in, in Turkey. You know, we had, great session talking about uh, blockchain, you know, we talk about uh, Web3, we talk about these uh, NFTs for, for sure. You know, my, my aim there is not to sell anything because I have nothing to sell. I'm not a vendor, I'm not a tech provider, but my, my main aim is to empower, you know, the people in the government, the kind of knowledge that they can use, you know, when they tackle some of these vendors that they speak to, right? You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm just trying my really best to make sure that everyone is at the right level playing field and talk the right kind of lingo, and that that can make everybody's job a lot easier, right? So that that's how the book is like. You know, I I will still continue my my journey. You know, in the in the space. You know, uh, from a government advisor, uh, I'm also an advisor to Bybit. You know, the world' third largest derivatives exchange, and then I was also um, the blockchain advisor to 22 countries is like a like a UN group, uh, UN like group, and then I was also the board member of Hyundai, you know the Hyundai uh, car brand. So I just want to continue to keep my effort going. I want to make sure that everyone understood, you know, what exactly Web three is all about. Okay, of course I talk about Web four if you Google my name, but I just want to make sure that everybody's journey is just safe, nice. And pleasant you know thanks okay
3: thank you so much so as our insightful discussion panels uh draw to a close i stand before you with a deep gratitude for the rich exchange of ideas perspective and expertise we have witnessed here today so it has been an engaging and thought-provoking exploration into the transform uh, transformative power of NFTs and their potential impact in the future. I would like to express my appreciation to our uh, esteemed panelists, uh, Andy Lien, Cameron Bale, and Alex Atashkar, for sharing their valuable insight and experiences. Their contributions have shed light on the implications of NFTs, leaving us with a deeper understanding of the opportunities and challenges that lie ahead. Thank you all once again for joining us today. Safe travel and may your journey be filled with endless possibilities. Thank you, everyone. Thank
2: you. Bye. Thanks, Thanks for you. having us.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.